Hello and welcome to the Little Minds Big Ideas podcast with the Early Years Network, the podcast where we talk all things early years from inside and outside the wonderful industry. And today I am joined with Paul Carlon, an illustrator who is currently working on different uh, children's books for the industry that we are in. So we thought it'd be great to have him on to chat all about his journey and sort of the impact that his industry is having on ours. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for having me. To start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of how you came into illustrating, where you found your love for it? Yeah, sure. So my love for illustrating started way back in school. Uh, me and a friend uh, used to love doing it just you know, on the back. So we had you know, textbooks <laughs> and things like that. Um, so we both did GCSE art and realised it was more about screen printing and things like that. So we kind of lost it a little bit there. Um, I then uh, joined the military, so I'm, I've been a um, military helicopter pilot since uh, since I left university. Um, but I've always wanted to pick it up. It's always been there in the background. It's always been a passion. Yeah. I've always been the person that did the like the course pictures and things like that uh, when we had courses and things like that. So uh, a few years ago, um, I um, uh, started doing some illustrations, putting them on Instagram and things like that, and just to see how, you know, how they went down and. Uh, went and did a couple of sort of uh, one-day courses just to sort of find out what the industry was like. Uh, yeah, and it just kind of went from there, really. So came spiralled on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you think that putting your stuff out there on Instagram was quite and was it a bit nerve-wracking to do because you don't know how it's gonna? Yeah, exactly. Down? Yeah, it's like anything creative, and you always have the support of your friends and family. But until you put it out there and then start yeah. to get sort of proper feedback, you, you kind of don't know where it's going to go, uh, don't know how it's going to go down, and <laughs> and that sort of thing. But it was it was it's been really positive, and I think like anything with social media, as long as you kind of like take it with a pinch of salt, and you know, then it then it then it seems to be okay. So uh, putting yourself out there is quite a daunting. Yeah, doesn't matter what kind of aspect that you're doing it in, because I guess it's illustrating a way that you express yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and so I try and keep it. You know, to the illustration rather than necessarily about me so much so that it's all about the illustration and you know because uh, and, and sort of how that, that sort of comes about and you know uh, what how it makes me feel and where it comes from and all that sort of stuff so yeah, yeah. oh amazing and what kind of different opportunities have you had sort of with illustrating how has that has that been so far so this has been the biggest one um until you know up until a I'd started going looking for things it was you know very much a hobby yeah. uh, something that I really Wanted to do and never thought, um, you know, you know, could it be a thing that you could actually go and do? I could do, you know, after I, you know, as a second job or after after this one or what have you. Um, so there's a brilliant place, uh, House of Illustration in London, uh, which is where I did that first, that sort of first one day illustrating intensive, just just find out exactly what the industry is like. Met some really really great people. Realised it was really hard, but also realised there was loads of different types of illustrating that you could go and do. It wasn't just um, sort of books, um, but it was very much like the the sort of the children's picture book that I wanted to go into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was that was like really interesting because then I could start to explore a little bit more about what was out there and start to get in contact with more people. Mm. Um, and I then did a couple of online courses to then start to get an idea of you know, right? Okay, it's a, it's a great idea. I'm sure everybody has these sorts of dreams. How realistic is it? You know, how good is my how does my stuff compare to everybody else's out mm. there? Is there a niche? You know, do I have a, a story? And you know, the the sort of the 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 way I illustrate comes from sort of memories and emotions and things like that. So yeah. very much with with regards to the early years, like a lot of my uh, uh, my sort of inspiration comes from 
what I feel, what I remember from being uh, that yeah. age. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, and then I started looking for courses, did some courses, um, did a really amazing one with Claire Alexander, uh, who's a brilliant illustrator. She uh, illustrated a book called The Snow Bear, and she's um, uh, she's got a couple of uh, a couple of sort of series of books that she's that she's brought out recently, which concentrate on sort of um, you know it, the first one was uh, um, it's a sort of a little bit of something, a little bit of courage, okay. a little bit different. You know, they're really amazing books just to start to develop some of those ideas in in uh, in earlier sort of um, picture books. Amazing. I guess sort of looking from the outside in, you wouldn't know how difficult it is to be sort of in the illustrating and like being an author in that industry. I guess it's something that I wouldn't, because I've never sort of looked at to write a book. I wouldn't even know where to where to start. With. Yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And I think it's, it, I was a little bit, I was sort of super aware that um, it could feel easier than than it sort of really is. I really wanted to make sure that um, I, I'm a bit of a planner, so yep. I really needed to make sure that I wasn't just going to go on on a whim, um, which I have a tendency to do as well sometimes. <laughs> you know, so I didn't want to just go on a whim and try it and you know, thinking that I had this idea that you know maybe yeah. either was replicated somewhere else or you know it wasn't uh, you know it wasn't going to yeah. do well or anything like that. So, yeah, I guess it's if someone said to me being in early years, oh, is there a book about? And I'd be like, yeah, you can read this. Whereas if you've not if you don't know about all the stories that there are, yeah. that are out there, because there's so many books, then like you say, you might not have, you might have thought of something that you think is some brand new, but actually it's, yeah, it's exactly. been done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and certainly, you know, when, when I did Claire's course, she was saying, you know, you, you will think you have a really unique idea, um, which is, you know, and the chances are somebody else has done it anyway, yeah. but then you, you put your sort of slant on it yeah. and, you know, write or illustrate what it is that you've got that, that you're sort of, you know, what, um, so again, whatever the emotions that makes you feel, try and get that onto the page. Yeah. Uh, and then actually you might have something that's different. So it's a case of, you know, trying and making sure that you're not just got this one idea. Yeah. You know, try a, a number of different ones and, and, and just see how they go. Yeah. Like how are you going to set, tell the story? Cause exactly. you can tell it differently f to somebody else that's exactly already, that. yeah, that's already exactly. done it. So recently you have, uh, worked with Julie and Adam on a book called Amazing Albert the Hero. That's right. And yeah. you've recently illustrated that book for them. Yes. So how did you get involved in that project? How did that come about? So this is my first proper um, illustrating adventure. Um, so it's getting published soon. And um, I just started to... to so the, the, my Instagram profile was then more I am an illustrator. I started to sort of, um, you know, trust myself uh, okay. a little bit more. Uh, and so my friends, uh, you know, started to realize that that's, that's where I wanted to go. I was very open about the fact that, you know, I was going to, go yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, get something that was a little bit more stable in my normal working life so that I had the time to put to it because it was going to take time. Um, and what Yeah, these those, things don't just happen overnight, can they? You've got exactly. to put the work into, yeah, making it happen. Yeah, yeah. And I really wanted to, I wanted to do it properly. So I wanted to make sure that I was making a decent amount of time for it. Yeah. Um, so one of my friends put me in contact with Julie, who um, writes uh, loads of really ama amazing poetry, uh, and I was um, chatting to her about illustrating some of her some of her poems. Uh, and she said, "Actually, we've just had an illustrator put out of this project I'm working on uh, with a guy Adam Adam Ball. Uh, it's about his uh, young lad, uh, and they'd already written. She'd already written a poem about him, um, uh, Albert, uh, and it had gone down really, really well. And so they decided they were going to write a book about him." Um, and they need an illustrator. Uh, so they said, any chance we've got quite a tight timeline, 
think it was, uh, I found out, found out about it, I think in November of that year and they needed it done by the end of the year. Uh, or Gosh. just did in, into January. So I was like, I'll see what I can do. Uh, I'll draw a few pictures. If you like them, then we can sort of go from Good. there. And yeah, yeah and they, they liked it. And I mean, they were so easy to work with. Uh, they're such lovely people. And Judah's a phenomenally talented um, you know, poet and writer. So it was really easy to get the images in my head from her words and, and then just sort of uh, put them down on, uh, on paper. So, yeah. Do you think that... Um to sort of creating or reading the story and creating the pictures do you feel like you've brought Albert to life in a in a way that they envisioned as well I hope so yeah <laughs> uh, Adam is the one so I'll go to Adam so initially I spoke to Adam and said you know tell me about uh, uh, about Albert what's he like what's he you know um, so drew pictures from there and then showed Adam as like how, how are we doing uh, and then each step of the way I'd send pictures out and go this is how I've interpreted this element of the story uh, this is, you know, it's quite a big responsibility. It is it's really nerve wracking. Yeah, characters to lie when it's based it on a real, great. yeah, when it's based on on his, on his boy. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, but he was no, he was he was really really happy with them, which you know is really reassuring, and it means that you you feel like your your natural um, way to go with it, your natural sort of progression with it, yeah. you get sort of confidence in that, which then makes it easier then to continue it. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was great, and he seems to be really happy. You a lot of creative control. Yeah, actually. Yeah, very much so. And I did keep saying to Julie, you must tell me, I'm not precious. You, you, you know, tell me if it's not right. Yeah, if the picture is right or you want it to go in a different way or the way I've sort of structured the pictures or anything like that. But she was, no, she was very much like, nope, that's fine. I'm happy with how it's going and you just sort of do your thing. So it was a really, and I'm, you know, not naive enough to think that it's always going to be like that. I was going to say, uh, are you sort of hoping that they all go like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what an introduction, you know, if, you know, yeah. a, a, such a great um, creative um, environment to work in. You know? Yeah, so it was it was really really good for that. Yeah, no, amazing. So sort of said a little bit that it's about Adam's son. Mm. What is the the message behind this story? Then how did that come about for Amazing Albert? Yeah, so um, so Albert's got cystic fibrosis, and they wrote this poem, uh, a, a sort of uh, about Albert, and then they developed it. To be so, they had they had the idea of him being sort of a little a little superhero, uh, but then Adam was like um, he, he struggled to to potty train with Albert, so he's like right, well, could we use that as a theme for the book? And so the the format of the book is he's playing and doesn't want to go to the toilet each time he's playing, doesn't want to be interrupted, he doesn't want to interrupt his sort of imagination. Probably relate yeah. that. <laughs> I can remember that when I was young, you know, it's that sort of thing. Um, and so what we then do is he then has an accident halfway through the book and then it changes so um adam as the dad in the book then sort of encourages him to to not be scared of the potty and you know think of it as a friend uh, and then we build the potty into the story in the second part and he's actually a superhero with the potty sidekick Aww. um uh so yeah and we, we took it to um the uh eric charity in bristol um who deal with children with uh uh, bladder and bowel um, issues and just to, so that I sort of had a bit of confidence in you know how's it you know is it looking is about it right does it represent yeah. exactly does it represent would people be able to read this and actually get something from it yeah. um, you know have I got the pictures right to go with what we're trying to convey from the the text yeah uh, and yeah they were great they were really supportive as well so that was quite reassuring yeah, yeah. potty training is a massive part of early years and it's something that everybody in, in sort of our industry deals with regardless yeah. of 
whether you're in the settings, a parent, whoever it is, right. and going into primary schools, toilet training is huge. So it's, it, like, it's the responsibility of creating that that's a realistic story that's going to help children as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I can, t- I can totally get that. And when you worked with the charity, what kind of things have they done with you guys? Did they support with knowledge or...? Yeah, they did. So I learned a, a, a bit about what they do and how they support, which is incredible. They've got an amazing team. Um, but I also developed some stickers with them. So um, Albert's potty in the book has got a little face. So um, I sort of chatted to them about that and we've developed some stickers so that kids can put the sticker on the front of their potty and actually, you know, you can have the potty as the character as well. Um, and that was one of the things that they said was would be a really, really good idea. So, you know, that then making that connection between the book and uh, uh, and the individual, you know, the, the children themselves. And then when we do the... Uh, the launch uh, in August, and we've got a story tell festival that we're doing in Bristol in October. Um, we'll we'll take the stickers along, yeah. And I'll be also uh, like drawing, like making cartoon uh, pictures of the kids themselves, so they can amazing. have like little um, amazing them uh, oh, like bookmarks and things like that. So it's trying to link the story to their reality Definitely. and you know makes it a little bit more relatable for them. Yeah, and kids love stickers. Yeah, who doesn't love so, kids? No, not just kids. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Exactly. <laughs> it's a win-win. Um, do you think sort of being involved in this story and working with them has opened your eyes to what the industry is like a little bit more? Yeah. So the nice thing is you can. It's bridging the gap between like an educational book or educational. Uh, well, yeah, educational yeah. book or educational illustration. Uh, and story, and it shows. It's shown me certainly that you can link all those things together, yeah. and it reads like you can, you know, you can just read it as a normal story. Um, but also, if you are trying to to potty train, then you know it just helps. You, know, you can sort of put it in amongst all of your other books, yeah. uh, and it's almost like a subliminal thing. You know, they'll get used to hearing it, you know, and and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's a really nice. Um, one of the things I. I uh, when I went on one of these courses is, oh yeah, illustration, you can do this sort of illustration or this sort of illustration. You know, you do books, you can do education, you can do adverts and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to to do this from the, you know, from the outset as my first major project and see that you can blend them and get a really nice effect out of it. So yeah, that was, that was really, Definitely. really good to see. And what about sort of working with publishers and things? Because you guys are working with Troubadour pu- publishers yes. for this, for this project. How has that been sort of, I guess when you, well, you may take that step to create your own book. You'll have to work with publishers to get to that stage. So yeah, it's been really easy. Uh, yeah. So again, I hope that's that's the case throughout. Um, yeah, they've been really they've been really good. And to be fair, Julie's done most of most of that. It was only really when it came to right now we need the pictures and yeah, um, doing the layouts and things like that that they come directly to me. But yeah, they've, they've been great. Really, uh, really straightforward and easy. And that's, yeah, uh, yeah, what you what you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sort of with moving forward for yourself mm. what is it that you want to create so i would love to be a an author illustrator eventually uh, so do both of those things so while this has been going on uh, again this this course i did with claire was uh, was to do that it teaches you both elements of it uh, and my big nervousness was not having enough ideas so actually doing that course and overcoming that sort of little anxiety about the yeah. fact that no, I, there are ways that you can drum up ideas and the ideas are there. It's just getting them out and onto a page yeah. uh, and then how you convert those ideas to, you know, to a book. Um, so that was great. So as I went through that, I was able to just make loads of notes about different different story ideas. Yeah. 
And then I'll go back to this. I've got a few that run concurrently. And then, you know, as inspiration comes, you kind of dip in and out because sometimes it's of course, be a little yeah. bit difficult, like anything creative. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, I've got a few ideas. I've got one that's fully written in draft form, uh, right. which um, is ready, it's kind of ready to go. And then I've got another two that I'm working on. And then once I've got three, two, three, four um, yeah. in draft form, I'll then start to take them to publishers and see see where we go. With Amazing. Them. Yeah. So with that first book that you've kind of finished, do you feel like you want to keep it a secret until it's like ready to go? Because I can imagine it's something you've sort of worked on and is precious about what it is. And Yeah, to a degree. Yeah, it'd be nice. So I have, there's, there's been a select few people who've had to help me with it, you know. Course, so, yeah. you know, um, I've read it to nephews and nieces, just, yeah, just to get the seal <laughs> of approval. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so far, so good. Um, uh, so that's really nice. And then, and also then to to have someone like Julie there who, you know, is is there, professionally writing because yeah. the the first one has uh, is a rhyming book um so then to read some of her things and go okay that's okay you know i'm, I'm in the in the ballpark yeah. um which is really good and then you know i've got her to to get advice off if, if i need yeah. and for like proofreading and stuff like that when it gets to it um, amazing so yeah yeah i guess it's like you've got to get the length of the story just right as yes. well because that's something sometimes when you read in a story in preschool if it's too long you just yeah. everybody's lost. It's it just you don't get the meaning behind it because someone's wandered off. Someone's played like nobody's yeah, exactly. interested by the end of it. So that's something that I guess is something you've had to think about as well. Yeah, definitely. That's been really good when when reading it to my nephews and stuff like that because it, you can see if they're engaged or if they drift yes. off. Um, so you can you, you get a bit of an idea of <laughs> so whether you got it right or not. And actually working with Adam as well, he's been brilliant because he's sort of when I'm doing the pictures, he'll go. I'll sort of say, you know, how do I need to structure the picture so that. Uh, Albert, you know, is is focused on the right thing. He said, "Yeah, well, try and you know draw it in. Try not to have too many things spread around the page." Um, so he's focusing on you know what we're actually talking about in the text and things like that were brilliant. Yeah, because you know, then it gives me yeah you know, something that I'll be thinking of when I'm doing the other books as well, yeah. which is really good. In terms of sort of books that you've read as inspiration mm. and things, what have you kind of come across that has been quite a well, I like how they've done that. Or yeah, there's a, there's a few. So I love John Classen's books, his yeah. because they're funny as well, and I think that's really important, especially if you know when you're reading them. If you're engaged in it as well, <laughs> uh, then that's great. Uh, Oliver Jeffers as well. I love the so the emotion that are behind Oliver Jeffers' books. I totally key into. You know, I can yeah. I can look at his pictures, and you almost sort of fall into that scene. You know, you you know you sort of know what it feels like. So. That's that's yeah. Those those are my two like main uh, major inspirations. Yeah. yeah, no, it's amazing. And when so we didn't cover this when we talked about Amazing Albert the Hero. Mm. When is that available? Oh yeah, so it's uh, it's released on the twenty eighth of August. And yeah, it can be pre ordered through the Tribadour website already. Yeah, uh, and I think it's on Amazon as well actually now. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've got the uh, the sort of the release party uh, in uh, Oxford on the 29th. Um, at the at the community library, so really looking forward Amazing. to that. It's going to be great, yeah. I can't. No, I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I've seen pictures of the cover that you sort of mm. posted yeah, as well, yeah. so I'm really excited to to sort of get our hands on the book as well. I think it's something that we'll be able to incorporate into our space as well because it's Brilliant. so. Oh, that's really cool. It's so it's sort of relevant. Yeah. Like I said, potty training is something that nearly every single parent, when they talk to someone in a nursery. Mm-hmm asks about because it's it's sometimes as a first-time parent it's really sort of 
what is going on. Yeah, it's quite and, a big sort of yeah, point, isn't it, I definitely. guess, in, in the development, yeah. And people think there's a specific time, yeah. like they have to do it before this point or that point, but really it's it's following the child and yeah. reading through stories is a great way to incorporate it into, into their learning yeah, as really, well. Yeah, cool. What sort of things have you realised then mm. when going into the illustrating and mm. author and things, the impacts that stories and books are having on young children? Yeah, so early years, one of the reasons I love the early years sort of uh, as a, as a um, it's not quite a genre, is it? But that sort of yeah. that sort of type of book or that that, uh, that um, age of book, yeah. if you like, is because it's it's that, that time when the children are getting their characters <laughs> and you can start as it and they are, they're so funny at that age and they're not inhibited in any way. They'll, they'll speak their minds. Oh, yeah. You know, I think Ruth was saying, oh, one of your, yes. wasn't she, like that, um, and uh, so I love that, and and it's just as they're starting to then go into developing relationships as well. So I think books are really important because up to that point they might only have that sort of family viewpoint, yeah, and they're just about to start going and and being exposed to other you know uh, other people and friends and relationships and things like that. So actually, those stories I think are a really good way of giving them loads of different examples and loads of different scenarios yeah. that they can then relate to when they go into these, these um, you know, other situations that are going to be a little bit weird for them. Yeah. Um, so it's almost giving them things to fall back on when they go into those sorts of situations. Definitely. Stories um, can bring the world they live into life without even realising that yeah, exactly. they've done it. Yeah, and so it's like you said, it's falling back on those stories that, they remember sort of like the toilet training or something about school or all those emotions that that's why emotion books at the moment are really key. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. talking about emotional intelligence and yeah. how can we help children to understand how they feel? Because even as adults, sometimes you know how you feel, but you sometimes struggle to even communicate. Yeah, it. And then we expect three and four year olds to tell us, no, why have you done that? And it's quite yeah. overwhelming. So having stories that help them to process all these things is really really important. Yeah, Definitely totally. Agree. Yeah, and I think those are the really clever ones. The one, the books that are really um, cleverly written and illustrated, I think, are the ones that completely blend that in. So you don't necessarily realise that you're learning something. Um, and I totally agree. I think the you know when you it must be so difficult being a young person right now. And if you can start some of that learning at that age, then that sort of puts them in good stead for you know when they're young adults, when they're teenagers, when going through the you know emotional turmoil you know that you go through and the development that you go through in those years if you've got something steady to fall back on um then that's then that's great yeah and, and again like Ruth was saying actually you know uh the fact that the, the, almost it gets forgotten sometimes uh, in terms of how yeah of the range of education that's taught yeah when actually those formative years are really really crucial definitely we are literally setting like you said children up for that future of mm going into those teenage years where things get even more complicated for them. Yeah, and exactly. If we can teach them through stories and through storytelling and things like that and creativity that actually you can express yourself in different ways and yeah. it's okay to do so, then, and I guess it's with your like illustrating, you found the love for that at school. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, where it originated. Yeah. Definitely. And in early years, it's something that we, we it's such a big part of is being creative and it's not just yeah. about drawing, it's about being creative with with Play-Doh and clay and being yeah, creative yeah, when yeah. it comes to small worlds and and telling stories through figures. And sometimes when you've 
when you've read a book with the children mm. that they love and they really resonate with, you can tell because the characters become part of yeah, the Yeah, okay, yeah. So you can see it being replicated yeah. in what they're doing. That's really interesting. And yeah. when the story's really powerful, it becomes part of the play and part of the narrative that they do. And it's how, it's the, like you said, the words that are on the paper are really impactful because yeah. the children remember and stick with it. And yeah, so it's definitely such an important part of early years and and the development of children yeah then. that makes total sense and you can you can you know you think you can think back to when you were young can't you and mm-hmm. and the stuff that you played was what you saw in films or what you read yeah. in books and you know the stories that were being told so yeah okay. that, that's uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense so what do you think the future is for you what where do you see yourself going with this sort of career that you've decided to jump into yeah so hopefully hopefully the books um do well or you know at least I learn enough from the first um sort of you know even if they don't get published you know from creating those books if I learn enough from the community because the illustrating and writing community for that age uh, of, of book is really really good really supportive um so even if I can just put a few of them out there and get some decent feedback so I can then create something that is really good quality really useful but really lovely to read and you know uh, then that's where I want to be. Um, I also want to go back into um, schools and things like that because I did one project and it's just uh, off my own back a few years ago with one of my friends, uh, Class R in Cromarsh uh, Primary School. Um, and I went in with kind of a couple of questions for the kids just to to sort of develop some ideas. And then I said yeah. I would draw them, I'd write the ideas, draw it into a little book and just and give it to oh, them specifically. And it was hilarious. Like some of the things they came out with, the imagination was incredible. Yeah, uh, I imagine. And I thought, you know, this could go one of two ways. Either they're going to be totally on board with it or someone's going to say poo and that's it. It's going to descend into absolute chaos. Chaos, yes. Uh, it's normally one that does. Yeah, yeah. And there was, but they were able to bring bring themselves back into the room. That's so that good. was actually good. So, um, but that sort of thing, I'd love to do that again. That was It was one that's of the most such. hilarious and... Like, so you just went into the classroom, into the reception class and sort of said to them, let's make a story. Yeah. So I said, you know, to each of them, uh, I sort of said to the to the teacher, like, you know, uh, going away for a bit and I want to do this in the future. So I'm doing this as a, as a sort of a starter project, see how it goes. Um, and all I want to do is ask each of the kids, if you had a magic hat, what would it look like and what would it do? And some of the stuff that came out of it was just incredible. Was there was one upside down floating unicorn with a rainbow mane, you know, how am I? You know, who wouldn't want that hat? Yes. Um, so, and it was just, it was just brilliant. It was just brilliant. And they were so clever with some of their answers as well. You know, I think there was a dragon that was spitting chocolate because he loves chocolate. Of course. You know. So, yeah. So that was, and it was just, uh, it was really rewarding. And then you you write it and you take it back to them and they can see themselves in the book, in the story. Yeah. Uh, it's just great. So, um, so yeah, I'd love to do So did you that. sort of illustrate that and create a story from everything they'd said? Yeah. So as they were, replying i'd just do a quick right they've got blue eyes uh you know brown hair with a yeah. ponytail or whatever it happened to be so that at least they would recognize themselves in the because they were very big i drew them in a sort of a quite a childish style as if they'd yeah. drawn them themselves oh, nice. uh, so that they could recognize who they were um yeah and then took the ideas wrote it and then came back oh, when it was nice. sort of half written to show them some of the pages and yeah it was it was that's such really a fun, fun project yeah that's really imagine that is something yeah that, Doing again, and like you said, it will probably spark a lot of ideas as well because the children will be able to pull their imagination. Yeah, incredible. So it will help you to think. Oh, actually, that's yeah. really good. Like 
a chocolate dragon sounds like yeah, exactly. a great idea. Yeah, great with general ideas, you know, if I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, help me out. That book, <laughs> yeah, right. Upside Down Unicorn. Yeah, it's that's right. it. yeah. No, it sounds amazing. Yeah. That's a really fun project, actually, that you could they say get in touch and people could you could work with people to build more of the sort of confidence, I guess, with yeah. writing as well. And you get an idea of the sort of things they enjoy and yes. you know, you know, Oh yeah, the best crazy, crazy about worlds. what they yeah. enjoy yeah. is the children themselves. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a bucket. It's quite difficult to get. Like you say, when you're trying to test your books, it's finding the right age children and what do they really think? Because, like you said, they'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, they'll exactly. Be totally yeah. honest. If it's boring, yeah, they'll, they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Have yeah. you found that? Was it different than what you thought it would be writing for? Children. Uh, it's m- more fun than I thought it would be. Amazing. Because, um, like I said, so I was a little bit nervous that it'd be like, you know, you know, okay, I think I've got a great idea, but actually, children don't enjoy the idea. Or, yes, um, you know, you, you you're writing something that maybe would appeal to an adult, but actually is very boring for a child, or they're just not interested, or it doesn't engage them, or whatever it happens to be. Um, but the interesting thing was it helped me. So when it, with the ideas generation. It helped me tap back into what made me interested in stories and, you know, made me think of, okay, well, there are a little, a few events during my childhood that actually are just memories for me, but actually would spark a, a good idea for a book. And then you just write a, a small idea down and then come back to it later. And you might think of another idea that then builds on that one and, you know, that sort of stuff. So a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. You know, I, I'll i sit down and I'll draw. Sometimes it'll work, sometimes it'll, it won't. Yeah. But when... You know, when you actually start to set time aside for doing it properly, um, it, it can be, re- it's really good fun. Yeah. You know, and you start to see a little bit more of what you are capable of when you give yeah. yourself the time to do it. So, Definitely. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been really good, really good fun. When you've been sort of thinking of your ideas and creating mm. sort of characters, what kind of characters do you lean towards? Do you have animals or humans? Bit of everything. everything. I think my instinct, because it's coming from my, um, sort of my nostalgia, it, it starts, the default, it was defaulting to little boy seeing or doing. Right. Uh, and then the more I did, the more I allowed myself just to start to open my mind to more ideas. And when I was do, you know, doing the various online courses and, uh, uh, and going and speaking to people, you start to realise, um, and that might be why it was so much more sort of enjoyable maybe, because you start to realise the opportunities that are there by not yeah. doing that. So... I've got um, ideas that I came up with ages ago, which are based around effectively me as a little boy that have evolved into either animal characters or, you know, uh, and any other sort of type of character, you know, and, and actually you realize that, yes, it's probably my experience or it's born in my idea or my experience, but actually applies to so many other situations yeah. and people. Uh, and then you can, ju- you can almost take the character out, think about the story and then put any character back in again and check and see if say, it happens. Yeah, doesn't always have to be a person, does it? Exactly. Children yeah. will see a baby as like a baby tiger. Yeah. As the character, like they will relate to it because it's a young and they've got a mum or dad or whatever the situation is. Yeah, exactly. They'll yeah. relate back to it. So yeah, that's absolutely right. And this is what you know. When I've been going through the course, they say try and think around animal characters because. You can play with the character because you'll have an idea of what a particular character is like and then you can yeah. decide whether you're going to go with that stereotype or actually change it subtly to make it maybe a little bit more funny or interesting. But also any child reading that 
isn't alienated by it being a child character that is not like them. No, I, they can actually jump into the character of the of the animal. Yeah, so you're exactly right. Yeah, I think it's we probably don't give them enough credit the children no. listening to these stories because they really do absorb everything. I mean, I was reading a story this morning. Um, it was one of the color monster books. Yeah, going to school. We're yeah. at that point where the preschools are. They're getting ready for, for school and um, we read Colour Monster Goes to School and even the children who weren't directly sat with me mm. across the room, they were all, you could see that they were listening yeah. and then would have conversations about school because it's just something that they could, was, and they all can relate to the Colour Monster in different yeah. ways in the books that they've done. So it's definitely something that I don't think we give children credit for because they really can absorb into stories. Yeah, they really do. That, and it, realise. Yeah, absolutely, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, when I did that one with the with the, the class R, I would if I made any small changes between visits, they would pick up on it. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't remember. There was one I think where I had to change the. Uh, there was a subtle difference between the hat. I think it was. I think one of them spat out um, butterflies or something, and I think um, they'd said a particular color of butterfly, and I changed it for the you know whatever the color palette probably was on the oh, page dear. never going to do that again uh, <laughs> but yeah they they recognized yeah. it and they pulled me up and i was like you're absolutely right yep sorry about that i'll make the change yeah so they remember everything they as do. well yeah, they do everything, yeah um so it sounds amazing and i'm really excited to see where your sort of oh, show author journey takes you i'm really yeah. excited for the book that you've started or done already mm. and any future projects definitely let us know and we can you can come back and talk about oh, thanks for everything, that, yeah, cool. everything that you're doing so just remind everybody, Amazing Albert the Hero is out on the 28th? 28th of August, yeah. yeah. 8th of August. And then we've got the release uh, sort of party, if you like, in uh, Oxford. Amazing. So, yeah. And available now to pre-order? Yes. Yeah, on. either on, on the Troubadour website uh, or yeah. on Amazon as well. Yeah. Perfect. And yeah, so my final question that I ask everybody, yeah. we talk early years and you kind of dipped into it a little bit. What is your favourite childhood memory? So I've listened to a few of your podcasts now and I've been worried about this question. Uh, it's a bit, I, it's a low pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You said it would be true because I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's just fair, yeah. Um, I don't think I've got one particular one. That's fine. But so when I when I was three, we moved to Sweden uh, and I was there for about four years. So through the majority of that sort of uh, my initial, you know, my earliest early years memories. Yeah. And... All of that period, there are so many individual examples of, um, you know, uh, magical things happening. So Sweden in, is is so set up for the winter. So as soon as winter starts and snow falls, like there's lights everywhere and it's already magical. And um, as as um, kids, you're then taken to the woods and you're taught about, you know, the forests, you know. My brother reminded me today about toadstools. You know, you always see a toadstool in a picture and actually they were there in the woods Amazing. in Sweden. So you could see them and relate to... So I think that whole experience, I was there with... Uh, I've got three other brothers, but at the time uh, with two brothers. Uh, and uh, it made us grow closer. I think you can tell all of us, have, you know, feel that sort of the, that, the magical element that was, that was there. So I think the whole of that experience was so incredible. Yeah like changing seasons, things that you, you know, so many different, like you know, skiing and spending a lot of time outside. So I yeah. think all of that has definitely had an impact on, you know, on... Do you like being outdoorsy now? Do love being outdoors, yeah. So it's yeah. stuck. Yeah, it has, yeah, exactly. <laughs> definitely stuck through. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate oh, it. an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And I'm, like I say, so excited for everyone to get their hands on Amazing Albert the Hero. And 
and we'll pop some links below so that everyone can sort of get in get in touch and we we can promote you as well because I think that what you're doing is fantastic and the more the more exciting and interesting stories that we can bring into our early years industry the better because like we've said they make such an impact so oh brilliant no, that's very kind thanks for actually and you know all the best with the project and stuff it looks like it's brilliant thank you so much so thank you everyone for listening be sure to check out all of paul's work and hopefully we'll have him back when he's ready to share his first book with us thank you so much thanks very much i'll see you in the next one bye